Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Let's go to the word of God. Bazalan, I have only 32 minutes uh, to do this and I pray that God will help me. Amen. So, probably I'm lang buya corner. So, Lomoya Osese Pezwam. So, Angas Ruth Snapumas Katsin. In the name of the Father. Like I said, I, you know, I, I honestly didn't know. Uh, normally, during the week already, I would know what is it that I'm going to talk about on Sunday. Hey, but uh, this week it was. Uh, you know, only last night when Nakona Ekataleni Wangatigia Katanyana, Hangata eating your lala, you know, Avuxina, Wabangatia Sangana, Amen. But even within the context of our uh, theme for the term, which is Grace and Truth, Salapo, Noma Sibuya, Peshia, big shout out to. Uh, Elder Masanabo, uh, who went to Hillcrest last week, I, l- I listened to his message. It was powerful. Uh, Pastor uh, Hope as well, and also Pastor uh, Sabelo. I mean, they preached. Uh, I mean, I mean, says eh? Uh, 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 oh wow! All right. Um, let me talk briefly uh, on a subject, amazing grace. Um, amazing grace. Uh, amazing grace. Let's leave the singing to those who can sing. Amen. Um, Philippians chapter 4. Verse 23. I'm going to read it in the message translation if uh, my memory serves me well. I hope I'm right that it is the message translation. So, so that's why I prepare early sometimes. Because sometimes I over um, think. Yeah, it's verse 23. It's, it's, it's the message translation. Um, it says, um, receive and experience the amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ, deep, deep within yourselves. Receive and experience the amazing grace. Grace, receive and experience the amazing grace of the master. Um, I said when we were defining the grace of God, one of the things I said was that the grace of God is God's, it's when God, you know, gives us something that we don't deserve, right? And, and the very same grace qualifies us. Uh, to receive whatever that God gives us. It qualifies us. But it's, it's up to us to 
develop the capacity to receive. But sometimes as the grace of God manifests in its different ways, can be overwhelming. Take it from me. Let's go to Psalm 126. Um, this time around, I'm going to read in the New Living Translation. Psalm 126, the New Living Translation. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. Verse 2, we were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Say amazing grace. Amazing grace. Verse number three. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Verse four. Restore our fortunes, Lord. As streams renew the desert, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Uh, the message translation puts it this way. It seemed like a dream. Too good to be true. When God returned Zion's exiles, Zion's exiles, we laughed, we sang, we couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nations. God was wonderful to them, they said. God was wonderful to us. We are one happy people. It's not just Orlando Pirates. <laughs> verse 4 and now God do it again bring rains to our drought stricken lives so those who planted their crops in despair will shout yes at the harvest so those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with arm loads of blessing. And indeed, we left with a heavy heart. So, I finally have Father, thank you for your word. Speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Our God is the God who hears and answers prayer. When we cry out loud to him in prayer, it might not feel like it, it might not look like it, but God hears, and not only does he hear, but he answers 
prayers. He responds to prayer. I remember, um, I think it was last year where I spoke briefly about the fact that I think I would love to look at it this way when it comes to the equation of prayer, that God responds to prayer as opposed to God answers prayer. Not that it's wrong to say God answers prayer, but in most cases, when we say God answers prayer, it feels like we say God will do what you ask him to do and how you ask him to do it. But when I say God responds, it means God will act and it might not take the time that you think it will take. It might not happen the way that you anticipate that it is going because sometimes we are tempted to go ahead of God or to preempt how is he supposed to attend to um, the cry of our hearts, our needs. And God, being God, sometimes knows best how to respond when we cry. And sometimes when we cry out loud to God, it's not because we want him to do something, or rather, let me put it this way, it should not be only because we want him to do something, but we must also do it simply because he can be our outlet. Because we might not really know how he can attend to the situation, but we are just registering uh, how we feel at that particular moment. Isaiah 59 verse 1 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. Uh, I love the last part. It says, No, his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. Say, God hears my prayers. Say, God hears my cry. So, so whenever you cry and it feels like you are crying all the time, you are trying to, God, to get God's attention all the time and it feels like God is not moving, believe you me, God has started responding. Because God hears. He's, the Bible says he's not an idol that has ears, uh, but they cannot hear, that has eyes, but they cannot see. So do not be afraid. Um, do not stop crying out to God in prayer. Always know that uh, it's the most biblical thing to do. I love that song that says, what a privilege uh, we have uh, to carry everything to God in prayer. So whenever you are confused, frustrated, you are in lack, you are in need, do not stop crying out loud to God. Do not stop expressing your fears, your, your needs, your whatever it is that you are feeling uh, at that particular point in time. Do it. Why? Because God's hear, ear, the Bible says, it is not too heavy that he cannot hear. He hears. I said to you, it might not look like it. It might not feel. You see, sometimes when you pray, 
there are feelings that go with it because the expectation is that as I pray, I'm going to immediately feel better. And sometimes you will pray and you are not feeling good about even your prayer. You don't even make sense to yourself, let alone to God. And sometimes you are praying afraid, you are praying scared, you are praying desperate, frustrated, confused. But what I want to say to you, do not stop praying and crying out to God in prayer. Psalm 61 verse 1, David says, hear my cry, O God. Why does that prayer come out like that? I'm sure David felt like I'm praying, but he's not hearing. And he is now not just praying, but he is commanding God to hear as if God is not hearing. That's how he felt, but at least he was expressing it. Hear my cry, O God. And he says, attend to my prayer. Why is David speaking like that? It, it feels like he has been praying for a while and it feels like God is not moving. I'm going to say it one more time. And he moves or shifts from just praying. He ends up commanding God. God, hear my prayer. Uh, attend to my prayer. Hear my cry. That's why in other Psalms, David, I love how David prays. David did not put a filter on his prayers. David would just bring it like it is. He will tell God his raw feelings. He will say, save me now, Lord. He says, send prosperity now. He says, do not delay. Why? It is simply because at times he would feel like God is taking his time. And, and I don't know about you, but there was a season in my life where I would pray today and God will move immediately. But the more I grow in the things of God, it feels like God is no longer excited about answering my prayer. But I'm here to tell you this morning, do not stop crying out to God in prayer. Do not stop letting him know how you feel at that particular point in time. Because when we cry out to God in prayer, sometimes it will come with tears. We will shed a tear. Uh, but let me tell you this, your tears will not be wasted. Your tears at any moment, and sometimes your tears will be visible on the outside, but sometimes you will be crying and bleeding on the inside. Somebody calls them liquid prayers, where sometimes you don't even have the vocabulary to express how you feel. The only thing you can do is to cry. And when you cry, your, your prayers that are accompanied by your cry, it's the, it's the prayer uh, of, 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 of tears that you're expressing to God. Let me tell you, God records each and every one of them. Psalm 56 and verse number 8, the Bible says, you number my wanderings. You put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? So each time you shed a tear, 
God records. So it might not feel like maybe God, that's why I'm saying God responds. So today he might not have given you what you were crying for, but he responded by recording the tear that was shed, the emotion that was connected to that tear. However that you were feeling at that particular point in time, God is definite. Don't let your tears be wasted. The Bible says God records them and he puts them inside the bottle. Do not dare throw away that moment. Know that when you cried, it registered in heaven. Know that when you were afraid and you were frustrated and you were confused, it registered in heaven. And God recorded it. And when we cry, we cry for different reasons. And we cry in different ways. We cry sometimes out of sorrow. We cry because we are in pain. We are not necessarily crying because at that particular point in time we are asking for anything. But we cry because we are in sorrow. Exodus 3 verse 7. Listen to what the Bible says. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Now this, uh, you know, <laughs> comforts me as a child of God that sometimes I go through things that make me cry. They cause me sorrow and I have not yet said anything to God, but I'm just crying. I'm just weeping because I am in pain. I am weeping because I am in sorrow. I am weeping because I am in frustration. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you are in bed and you, you just want to cry? You, you, you don't feel like saying anything to anybody. All that you want to do is to cry. The Bible says God saw their oppression. So in other words, the moment you cry, God looks at what is happening around you that might be affecting you to a point of shedding that tear. And when you shed a tear, God will record it in heaven. God will put it inside the bottle. I love the fact that when you read the next verse, not only did God hear their cry, the Bible says he said to Moses, and I have come down to deliver them. Yes, God answers not just to your prayer, but to your cries. When you are in agony and you are not crying to anybody else but you are crying to God expressing your frustration and your fears and your confusion at that particular point in time sometimes we cry because we are crying out of compassion um, upon the death of Lazarus and, and, and Jesus wanting and knowing very well that he was going to raise him from the dead the Bible says Jesus wept he was crying not because of sorrow this time, but out of compassion because the family members were in pain. The family members have lost their loved ones. And Jesus delayed, by the way, for four days because the word came to him while Lazarus was sick. And he said to them, this sickness is not unto death. <laughs> well, so, and so now, in other words, even if he was convinced that I am going to raise him from the dead, he still wept. Those tears were the tears of compassion. 
that they don't know what I know. <laughs> hence they are afraid. Hence they are confused. Hence they are. And out of compassion, Jesus looks at them and he says, remember the first question that Jesus asked was Nimbegepi. And he asked that question because but the Bible says he took a moment to shed a tear. So sometimes things will happen in our lives and we are definitely going to be crying because those who are around us are affected by some things in this world. And then sometimes we cry out of desperation. We, the, the, have you ever cried to God out of desperation? You are not just praying a general prayer, but this prayer has some time constraints. The Bible tells us about a king called Hezekiah. This king, the Bible tells us that God came to him and he said to him, get your house in order because you are about to die. And the Bible tells us that he went and, and turned to the wall. But at that point, the Bible simply says that he prayed. And he was praying a prayer of desperation. And we pick things up in verse number five when God was now responding to that prayer. The Bible says, uh, uh, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, listen, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. For the first time we pick up that Hezekiah was not just praying as he was facing the wall. Probably the reason why he was facing the wall, he did not want anybody else to see him in desperation, expressing his fears to God that I've received this terrifying announcement that I am about to die and there is no any other God I can tend to. But God, at this moment, at this weakest moment, I can only shed a tear before you to express my desperation. This is the very same cry that Hannah cried when he, she was in sorrow. The Bible tells us that her counterparts were tormenting her each and every day for not having children. And the Bible says she wept bitterly, crying to God. Because she needed God to do something about her situation. She knew that the very husband, loving husband that she has, couldn't do anything about her situation. Listen, the Bible tells us that Anna's husband actually favored her. Gave her double when, she wa when he was giving the, the wives, these multi-wived people... <laughs> He was giving her double, more, so that she can have something to go and offer to God together with her prayers. And at that point, she realized, even if I can cry for my loving husband. In other words, I'm not in this situation because my husband loves me any less. But at this moment, only, uh, I wish I can just hoi in an advice to ladies and say, sometimes don't just look for answers from your husbands. Ladies, go where ladies connect. That shout. 
Because sometimes we love you, but we don't have all the answers. We love you, we don't have all the solutions. Sometimes we love you and the only thing we can offer is our love for you. But sometimes your answers are going to come from God. May you become that kind of a woman who knows how to cry out to your God. Who knows how to walk into your closet and say, God, now at this moment, I choose just to come to you because my situation is bigger than my husband. I wish I could hear that scream that overwhelmed all of us. Even our Ahu had no chance over that scream. And then sometimes we cry not because we are in lack, not because we are suffering or we... Uh, but sometimes we cry because it is a cry of travail. It is a cry of giving birth to something. Because sometimes when God has impregnated you with something, it is going to become too heavy on your belly. It is going to change your mood. It is going to influence your emotions. You are going to be feeling some way, not knowing why am I feeling like this. Let me tell you, that cry is not a cry of I am lacking anything. That cry is a cry that God says, push one more day, push one more service, push one more offering. Something is on the way. It looks like it is dark today. It is look like I am not hearing your prayers, but all that I want from you is one more praise. It is one more shout. It is one more cry. It is one more gift. It is one more offering. Push. Abanyabati pray until something happens. Something just doesn't happen because unless there is something that is on the way and sometimes God is going to be putting you in situations that are going to force you to pray even deeper not just louder but deeper the kind of a prayer that becomes sincere the kind of a prayer that is heart to heart saying deep calleth unto deep. Unless you show up my father, I don't know how am I going to make it another day. I don't know how am I going to survive. It looks like my back is against the wall. But God will not be immediately showing up. He will be just saying, push one more day. Push one more day. The miracle is around the corner. At that point, you will be feeling distressed. You will be feeling exhausted. I remember a night before the miracle took place in Tulsa. I woke up that morning. I said to my wife, I don't know why, but I feel tired. I feel empty. I feel exhausted. I feel far away from God. I don't know why am I feeling like this. And it cost me that when we went into the service, I said, God, I hate feeling like this. And the only thing I could do was to kneel down and cry out with my heart. At that point, my mouth was not loud, but my heart was louder than my vocabulary because God was saying, push one more day. Push few more hours. The miracle is around the corner. 
I don't know what you are faced with. I don't know how you are feeling at this moment. All I can say, don't stop crying out loud. Don't stop pushing in the spirit. One more tongue. One more praise. One more shout. One more service. Another thing was saying to me, stay behind and skip this service until you can feel better. But I said, I'm going anyway. I don't feel like going, but I'm going anyway. I don't feel like lifting up my hands, but I will lift them up anyway. I don't feel like singing, but I'm going to sing anyway. Because sometimes God is going to place you in a situation that is going to pull out a praise out of you. A desperate kind of praise. Sometimes we cry because we are travailing. We cry because we are pregnant. The Bible says in Isaiah 66 verse 8, who had had such a thing? High five your neighbor and say, who has had such a thing? The miracle that God is about to perform. Who has had such a thing? Who has had such a miracle? Who has had such a breakthrough? Who has had such a thing? Who has had such a thing? That a black young boy can fly into the nation of Tulsa. Who has had such a thing? Who has had such a thing? Oh, who has had such a thing? That out of Mpumalanga province, who has had such a thing? That outside of a town despised by many, but who has had such a thing? The Bible says, shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? In one day, or shall a nation be born at once? But it says, as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Keep on travailing, woman of God. Keep on travailing, man of God. Keep on travailing, child of God. Do not stop groaning in your heart and groaning in your spirit. Do not stop groaning. Let me tell you, Basil, the Bible says before Jesus wept, when he heard of Lazarus' death, before he wept, the Bible says, he groaned deep within his soul, deep within his spirit, he groaned. He was groaning and sometimes you'll be groaning not knowing. But let me tell you, you're about to give birth to a miracle. You're about to give birth to a breakthrough. You're about to give birth to a turnaround that in one day, like my wife was saying, God can answer all of your prayers in just a moment. God is not so much so worried about what he can give you materially, but he is more worried about how the miracle finds you in your attitude and in how, in your disposition. God is more concerned about how you are going to respond when he finally answers your prayer, when he finally gives you that marriage, when he finally gives you that promotion, when he finally makes you a multi-millionaire, when he finally opens that door. How is your heart going to be? 
Sometimes we cry. Let me close. Ah, a cry of repentance. A cry of returning to God. A cry of saying, God, I realize how unfaithful I was. I realize how disobedient I have been. I realize how I was walking by sight instead of walking by faith. This is when you come into a church service like this and you hear a word, a word that convicts you. And instead of taking offense, you choose the path of repentance and you go back home and you say Lord even when you have corrected me but I am returning to you and sometimes God will make you cry like that and cause you to cry because you realize that as a husband I have not been so loving to my wife as a wife I have not been so loving or obedient to my husband or as a child I have not been so obedient to my parents it's a cry of repentance it's a cry that draws you closer to God. It's a cry that says you and I, we're about to take this thing to the next level. It is the cry that takes you closer to your miracle. It is a cry that takes you closer to your breakthrough. It is a cry that sends you a message that something big it is about to happen. I don't know, but it can happen any moment. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, but I I can feel something pushing me. I can feel something happening in my belly. I can feel God touching my spirit. I can feel God changing my mood. I can feel God raising me up. I feel change in me. I can feel I am changing. Hatred is coming out. I feel I am changing. My love for my wife is changing. My submission to my husband is changing my submission to the parents is changing I feel something changing I am no longer going to be as unforgiving I feel like forgiving more I feel like loving more I am changing today it's a cry of repentance but let me talk about this last cry this last cry is the cry of joy. This last cry is the cry that says, you have heard me scream and shout before, but this time around, do not be confused. I am not crying because I am in sorrow. I am not crying because I am in pain. I am not crying because I am desperate. I am not crying because I am repenting. I am not crying because I am travailing. But I am crying the tears of joy. Because what I am experiencing right now, it is amazing grace. Not just ordinary kind of grace. Amazing grace. As when I am realizing, surely the Lord has done things for me. They are not just ordinary things, but they are amazing things. Therefore, you see it in my tears. The Bible says, when Jacob met Esau, after they did not see eye to eye, Jacob was afraid. Jacob 
prepared himself thinking that I have to appease my brother because at this point I am not sure whether he's going to hug me or kill me whether he is going to kiss me or stab me but Jacob the Bible says when they met with Esau they gave each other a hug the Bible says they wept why were they crying joy was overwhelming why are you crying even when it's time to be happy about what God has done it is when God activates all other emotions all at once because as I am standing before this miracle I remember the nights I used to cry I remember the pain I remember the sorrow I remember the seeds I remember the tired oh I remember how tired I was I remember how afraid I was and even at this moment what God is doing in my life I am wondering were my prayers even enough? Were my seeds even enough? Did I praise God enough? Did I give God enough? I am crying like this because I am amazed by the grace of God. Even though I prayed, even though I gave, but it does not compare to the miracle I'm experiencing. I don't know whether maybe one million was going to be because of my seeds. Maybe two million was going to be because of the prayers. Maybe three million was going to be because of the sacrifice. But what are you talking about? 19 million all in one service. It cannot be my prayers. It cannot be my seeds. It's the amazing grace. Undeserved. We don't deserve it. It's the grace of God. Even though we prayed, we didn't pray that much. Even though we sacrificed, we didn't sacrifice that much. Even though we gave, we did not give that much. I know we gave. I know we gave. Everywhere I used to go to preach, I used to take a seed with me plant in that church pay rent for other churches buy projectors for other churches help them build but oh, 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 oh it cannot be it cannot be it cannot be once even what pastor Mike prepared because when we went up the stage we were supposed to receive five hundred thousand dollars but when we approach the amazing grace kicks in the amazing grace changed the amount and he said I know that the check said $500,000 but now it has changed it is now a million dollars oh 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 only God by his grace only God by his grace amazing grace Amazing grace, amazing grace, amazing grace. Surely the Lord has done amazing things. Surely the Lord has done amazing things. Those who go out weeping in tears, 
The Bible says they will come back rejoicing. They will come back rejoicing. Exhausted by the amazing grace of God. Because at that point you are trying to think what what is it that I might have done? The more you think about it, the more you realize it has nothing to do with you. Everything to do with God pushing you all the time. Saying there's more. There's more that I have already decided. Listen, when we pray, when we give, when we fast, we are not trying to get God to produce what he did not originally plan for us. But it is when God is trying to get us to get closer to what he has already. The Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor is it entered into our hearts what God has prepared. Lift up your hands in this place. Lift up those hands in this place. Father, we thank you that the very same grace that manifested in Tulsa we thank you that it is released in this room upon the lives of your children thank you that oh God they will enter into a season of being amazed by what you can do amazed by your power amazed by your wisdom amazed by your grace by your love, by your mercy. Amazed by how you can provide, how you can close and open doors. We thank you, Father. That even right now, you give us capacity to receive from you. You give us capacity, O oh God, to be able to receive what you are able to do that which is exceedingly abundantly above we can ever ask or think so that it leaves us with a humble heart so that it leaves us with an obedient heart it leaves us with a wise heart to know that oh God we did not receive it because we deserved it but we receive it because of your grace. And your grace because of your love for us. Lord, we are so grateful. As Builders Church, we are grateful. We are grateful, O oh Father, for your amazing grace. We are grateful, O oh God, for your amazing grace. We are grateful. We are thankful. But each one of us in this room is a candidate of your grace. Each one of us you are making us, oh God, Candidates of all the heavenly blessings that you have.
You qualify us by your grace. You qualify us by your grace. You qualify us by your grace. Even in places and in rooms where we don't qualify. But you qualify us by your grace. In places where they say no, you by your grace, you will change it into a yes. Help us not to give up. Help us not to stop crying out loud to you. Help us, oh God. Help us, we pray. In the mighty matchless name of Jesus. We bless your name. We give you praise. Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you.